Hi, listener. This is from Ideology to Unity, a spiritual journey where we let go of ideology and ego in favor of meaning, purpose, and unity as a whole. I'm here with Valborg Maria Cernes from the podcast Visit My Art Studio. Valborg is a storyteller and artist who helps bring attention to female artists. She also has a passion for Christian mysticism and spiritual awakening. Hi, Valborg. Hi, Nick. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine. And you? Yeah, good. Yeah. So, what led you to set up your podcast then? Um, I've always loved to to um, to get uh, to get out uh, in the public. I used to I used to do. Um, I used to do recording for blind people, reading books for bl blind people on, on the cassettes, the former technical use we used in the elder days. And, uh, and so I've been um, traveling around in, in Norway, visiting schools and, and museums and churches with, with several program. Um, uh, it could be art program, it could be um, exhibitions and so on. So uh, I love to I love to to talk about art and um, and I love to tell stories. So then this opportunity came to learn to broadcast and that was I, I like that very much. So, uh, and we had to find a small niche. So this was my idea of a small niche to, to go and visit female artists in their studio because um, female artists, they, they got less attention than their male uh, colleagues. So, um, I've been visiting five uh, female artists so so far, and it's very interesting to hear their story from the childhood and until today, why they come to uh, to um, paint or make uh, sculptures or whatever material they are working in. So. It's a very, very fascinating and, uh, and um, yes, I'm a passionate, I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Wow, I can really tell. So are you also passionate about helping people? Yes. And, and uh, I got a lot of visit, a uh, lot of people visiting me, um, mainly female. Uh, and uh, we talk and uh, they tell me their problems and we, we try to analyze what's the best and the wisest thing to, to think or to do in their situation. So um, I think we can use both the Bible and the mythology and uh, the fairy tale as a mirror to, to 
the daily situation and the daily problems. Would you say that there's um, archetypal content within? Yes. yes. And and you can you can use uh, you can use uh, the the written words or the traditional fairy tales. You can use it as a mirror to to your actual situation. So do you think there's a lot of insight and yes, wisdom? I think there is uh, a lot of wisdom and psychology deep inside our fairy tales. And in the Bible, you, you can you can read it as uh, as as a symbol as symbols or archetypes, but but um, but also as a present reality. Right. So I think it's double double, yeah. Perhaps reality is kind of a story anyway. Yes. What is reality? You had to define it. If we if we can only imagine or or um, we only know three dimensions and um, and um, maybe there are ten or eleven dimensions, so how can we how can we um, uh, experience uh, when we only can can see and uh, and we are in a three dimension. How can we how can we cope with ten and eleven dimensions? Like uh, the the physicians today, they uh, the, the, yeah they they operate with eleven dimension. I think yeah. Yeah, there's definitely theories that talk about that. I yeah. think it's called M theory. It's based on string theory, I think. I don't know that much about it, but they've definitely speculated about different dimensions. And in mysticism, there's also uh, talk about different dimensions. Yes, yes. And and uh, in the... Um, uh, I. I've studied uh, uh, iconography uh, in the in the icons and in the Byzantine uh, art, and often Christ he is uh, he is um, he is in a mandorla, and it, it yeah. is uh, it is like uh, a portal uh, to or from another dimension. And it's shaped like a vulva. And, oh. and, and it, it, it's often surrounded with, the, with the rainbow colors. So. Yes. So yeah. is that a description of mandala? Yeah, the mandala, yes. Right. Because um, I've heard that jellyfish, if you look at them from the above, yeah. are mandalas. Okay. <laughs> um, Jung actually studied this. Uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, Carl Jung, the psychologist. Yes. I'm sure you're aware of his work. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of symbolic meaning in it and that people draw them without having to be taught to draw them. Right? That's what I find fascinating. Yes. 
and and uh, different sort of uh, of communities uh, in elder times they they started to draw them without uh, knowing of each other without connection so uh, at the same time parallel they they started to draw the, the same symbols yeah perhaps perhaps it we don't see all the dimensions but perhaps something seeps through our subconscious yes maybe it's it's in our subconscious yeah so What are your key values? I think it's um, that truth and love. And uh, I think um, uh, without truth and love, I think the society and, uh, and the human is the human world and society will will go under is that what do you think has been going wrong recently yes i think there are a lot of a lot of manipulation a lot of uh, lies uh, we are we are exposed to um, the biggest scam in the human history i think which one's that it is that uh, we have to uh, we have to lock down our society because of this virus and this virus is so intelligent that it it only attack uh, old people or sick people and uh, if you go into a restaurant you have to you have to wear a mask but if you sit down and eat you can take it off because the virus will not attack you when you are sitting at the, your table but if you are going to the toilet, that way. <laughs> you, if you are going to the toilet, then the virus can attack you. So it's so stupid. It's it's very stupid. It's interesting. It 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 conveniently aligns to our own sense of hygiene, right? Yeah. yeah. And our fears. It it all. It's funny how it completely aligns to our fears. It's almost like it's based on fear, not truth yes if you if you are going to control people you can use fear you know that the the the, the nazis they knew that, that so they use fear so how do you free people yes do you yeah. is does love free people then yes the truth free yeah we had to be free um we had to to have the courage to say this is stupid and uh, you know for stupidity it's not uh, it's not a cure for stupidity stupidity it's not a cure it's not curable but um, but if you are only ignorant then it's curable so um, hopefully people will wake up and learn yeah yeah would you say that love and truth set us free? 
yeah yeah but, but there That's are a... there are some dark forces they they um, they they don't, don't um, want the truth to come out so what uh, they try to scare us they try to uh, they are um, destroying the world economy and uh, and um, I think there is a war going on right now. A spiritual and, war? Yeah, a spiritual war. It's a fight. Uh, the world is divided. The people that are awake and, and those that are sleeping and, and uh, that um, only are doing what they are told. They are not seeking the truth. They, they uh, are lost in darkness. Uh, yeah, they, they, they hear on the, the, um, the daily media, the, the mainstream media, and they believe everything they are told on mainstream media. And there's a lot of censure on, uh, yes, in in the social media and and many people that are trying to to um, to spoke the, the truth. They are taken off their platforms. They are, yeah, they are closed up. <laughs> they use. How do you? Yeah. How do you feel about the people who are scared and ignorant and fall for the lies? Um, I, I, uh, how I feel about them. Yes. Yes. Uh, I pity them. And. Uh, uh, but um, I try not to be uh, triggered. Yeah. Yeah. It's understandable because it's tempting to judge them, isn't it? Like. Yes. But then that's the trap because then we. Then we are arrogant, and that's not. Yeah. That's not uh, love. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like you understand. I was just. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, this uh, in November, I think there will be sort of earthquake in the world uh, after this uh, election in the in the U.S. I think there will be riots and trouble and, uh, and nearly a sort of a civil war in in the U.S. Do you think this will be deliberately planned or do you think it will be the defiance of the plans? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, um, there are some groups uh, that will uh, fight. Maybe they, they think they are fighting for their freedom, but maybe they are supported by uh, by forces or organizations that uh, only use them for their own purpose, their own agenda. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's how 
they keep us divided sometimes. But people did notice that there were bricks laid down, like yeah. in the middle of the riots, right? Yes. And, yes. So, so, mean, so there are preparation for fights. Yeah, at least some people involved realized. The only issue is that they didn't necessarily get out of the divisive mindset. So they were saying that they thought that it was Nazis, white nationalists doing it. Whereas in my opinion, I think that it was more like maybe neoliberals or perhaps people working for, well, the elites or those, whatever you call them, the, the negative, the polarized or those working for the dark forces, essentially. The dark forces, yes, yes. We don't know. It's, it's, it's a manipulation. And people can be fooled if they allow themselves to react yeah. emotionally rather than respond um, from a calmer place, I suppose. Mm. I think it's uh, it's a very complicated situation. We don't know who's who and who is fighting against who. So, so how do we focus on love and truth instead? What's your remedy? Yeah. I think um, we had to be uh, very grateful and uh, and I think that um, monastery custom uh, with thankfulness is very useful to to keep your heart um, in love uh, um, if you each night each evening before you go to sleep you you write up at least five things you are very grateful for and 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 you feel the the gratefulness and um then you will you will um be happy uh, and feel happiness and love uh i that's my um yeah, that, that's what I used to do. It's good advice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I try to do gratitude in the morning. I meditate in the morning, but definitely if you don't have time, you can just quickly just think about what you're grateful for. And even a little bit of it makes you feel better. So, yeah. 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 So, so you, you're interested in spiritual awakening. But yes. you're a Christian. Could you explain your Christian perspective on awakening for the listener, please? <laughs> yes. Um, I think Christ was uh, was the 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 true uh, the true human, and uh, he uh, he suffered a lot, and and. Um, they tortured him, and um, he um, 
he was a love being. He he um, he was killed, and uh, and um, I think uh, uh, I'm thinking I'm using the fairy tale of uh, Hans Christian Andersen. He he wrote um, a, a, a story called the most beautiful rose in the world. And um, there is this, uh, this queen and, and she loves roses above all the flowers in her garden. And she, she has roses from all over the world and they, uh, they smell and they have different colors and different smells and they, they grew all over her castle, but she is sick. And uh, the doctors tell that she's going to die unless the most beautiful rose is given to her. The rose that is grown up of um, pure love. And everyone in the country are coming to the queen with their roses, the most beautiful roses they grow in their garden. And, um, but it, it, no, it's not the right roses. Uh, but um, in the end, the, the son, the, the little prince is coming into his mother's uh, room and uh, he's carrying with him um, a big book with the, with the, with the silver um, silver locks and and he's opening it and uh, he's sitting by his mom's uh, bed and reading about him that uh, gave himself on the cross because he he did love all on earth, all being, all human beings. And um, the queen is looking and she says, I can see it. I can see the rose. And those who see that rose will never die because she saw from the book um, the most beautiful rose in the world. That was the rose from the blood of the of the cross, where where Christ died. Yeah, something. It's difficult for me to translate. So, but okay, you you understand the meaning. Yeah. So, if I were to translate, the he was so loving that. That love energy transferred to the ground where he died. Yeah. And that's a symbol for how any of us can focus symbolically on love. And that flower of love within us will blossom if we just feel it. Yeah. And and you know, if you if you have some money and divide it it will get smaller and smaller. But love is the only thing that will, that will um, be bigger. The more you divide it, the bigger it will grow, uh, the, the more you will have. 
because love is life. Right? Yes, it will. It will uh, uh, grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. In, con in, in contrast to money, that you, you, <laughs> it will be smaller and smaller apart. Right. So love is infinite, whereas the material is finite. Yeah. Material is uh, is defined finally, and uh, the love is uh, immaterial. Yeah. Yeah, so what is, what is the Christ consciousness and how does it relate to spiritual awakening? I think um, if you have um, uh, the Christ uh, thoughts and the Christ love within you, uh, in, your, in your heart, then, then you will um see you will uh, understand what is uh, uh, a lie and uh, and what is um, the the dark forces and you will be attracted to to the light you want to be in the light and and avoid the darkness and I think there are very much dark forces uh, into the world today. So, yeah. Okay, so, so what do you think of the idea that there's a divine spark within all of us that's fundamentally derived from the creator? Yes, uh, Jesus said that uh, the heaven is within you. So, um, uh, unless you have uh, you have uh, the Christ, the uh, the love, the light within you, then you 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 don't um, take part of uh, his heaven, his. Uh, his values or his thoughts. Uh, okay, thank mm -hmm. you. So would you say that would you say that sorry, pardon me. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So um Well, I think uh, if you, I've uh, studied icons, and uh, and you know in the, in the Byzantine tradition of icons, they use the the opposite perspective. So uh, the lines are uh, connected in your eyes, not far above but where you are in your eyes and and the opposite um, in th th that's because it's not you 
looking at the divine, but it is the divine looking at you. So that's why icons and the, the Byzantine art have this opposite, opposite um, perspective. Wow. Yeah. So it must be quite, I suppose it's quite impactful because it feels like God or angels are looking straight at you. Yes. Through the painting. I think you, I think, I think we are surrounded by angels all the time. And um, that uh, divine figures are surrounding us all the time, but we cannot uh, see them because we are only three dimensions and not, not 10, not 11. Although maybe some of us are, as we raise our frequencies or awareness, we get glimpses more and more of this. Yes. And I think that's important in these times that we hire our conscious thinking. So our, our frequency, we, we must be rise up and, and uh, we awake. Yeah. Right. So the question I couldn't remember before when I went, when I paused was that, yeah. Yeah. would you say that when Christianity, when Jesus originally taught his message, would you say that it was more compatible with the idea that everything is one and that since then the message was distorted? Um, I think, I think he is he, the God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, this triangle is, it is the three sides of the divinity. And, and we are the picture of the divinity. So, so we also have this, uh, the, the, we have the, the, the human body, yeah, the Trinity. We have the human body, we have the soul and the spirit. Oh. So it's also, we are, we are a picture of the divine. Like, do you mean the chemical body or our physical body, the spirit body and the energy body? Yes, this, the soul, the spirit and, and the human body, the physical physical body yeah wow that actually that that sounds like yoga how yoga talks or like you know how they talk about you know there's the chakras that's the energy body there's the spirit body that's your soul fundamentally i suppose and then there's your physical body so that lines up with christianity and I didn't realize that. that. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the, and it's it's the soul that uh, Christ wants to save our souls. 
right so that yeah. we can awaken and ascend from our fallen nature on 3d earth to a higher dimension would you say yes and and you have all the stories of uh, of people that have uh, have been in um, in coma and they are laying laying in a bed and they rise up and they can look at themselves lying there and um, they are um, going through a dark tunnel and and experience a, a light that is not earthly and and um, and a voice that are welcoming them and they are surrounded by a love that they have never experienced and they 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 are so um, beloved that they they won't go back but maybe they they are told that you have um, you have some tasks to do you you cannot stay here uh, you you must go back to earth and and the, and people that have experienced that um, they completely changed their their beliefs maybe they they were atheists or not believing people before this uh, experience and then when they come back to earth they they look um, they have changed their values completely and their beliefs. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, that's, these cases have happened. They've been documented. Yeah. And mainstream science hasn't been able to explain it. So to me, that's evidence for something beyond the physical. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think, how do you feel about reincarnation? Yes, if you had asked me 30 years ago, I, I wouldn't believe that we, we could have many lives, but, uh, but I think there are many, um, many people that, that, um, uh, experience things that they, they, they suddenly they can speak a language that uh, people used in a country thousand years ago or they, they can suddenly they, they knew uh, disciplines that are not, they are not trained in and so on. So I think we, we have many lives and um, and that we Maybe we uh, we have uh, we are connected to the same people when we uh, enter a new a new physical body. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I heard that you told me that you're interested in Eric von Daniken's work, the, the author of Chariots of the Gods. Yes. Yes. I think. <clears throat> he he is a very interesting um, 
sort of scientist, he, he translated from Hebrew to, uh, uh, he is German. And then um, and, um, he, um, <clears throat> he, is, uh, he is convinced that the, the Bible, um, as uh, we have um, we have it is uh, is a bit wrong um, uh, because um, uh, he uh, said that where in our Bible there there in the Old Testament there is we read God he says that is in the original text. In Hebrew, uh, there is written gods, and um, and he is very convinced that um, that um, Ezekiel um, that Ezekiel he is um, he is um, uh, driving or he is uh, uh, flying. Um, with a vehicle that that is from extraterrestrial beings, yeah, oh. it's a it's the the chariots in the Old Testament is um, what we will call UFO, uh, unidentified flying objects. Right, but uh, yeah, they that he 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 used the text and it, it described. Uh, a vehicle that is uh, uh, with with the zones and and fire and uh, yeah and so he 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 is also very interesting in um, what was um, for the Jews the the most holy thing in the ark that they carried the ark through the through through the desert. And right. and they placed it in the uh, in the temple. And that uh, if if someone come near that ark, they will die. And <clears throat> he is convinced that um, uh, inside this uh, this uh, coffin um, there was a plutonium reactor. And that's uh, that's why. People died when they when they touched it or or came too too near it. So, Why would they have one, though? huh? Why would they have only plutonium reactor? Yeah. So th that's uh, um, in the, in the desert when they when they were starving. They uh, they had this machine that could give them manna. That was the small thing that they could eat. And this, this machine was uh, getting power from this uh, reactor. Oh, that's possible. That's one explanation. Yeah. Although it always seems a bit low tech for alien technology to just use nuclear, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely one explanation. I mean, they could have been given help from from aliens. Um, that's one explanation. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that you you're a Christian mystic and you're 
you're mentioning aliens so how do you fit that into your worldview <laughs> it's uh i think it, if you ask me two years ago i i i wouldn't come into this stuff but uh, um during this uh, period of lockdown i I watched um, many different series on 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 the Gaia platform Gaia, and um, and uh, people there um, in different series are there uh, is special one series that's called Open Open Mind, um, and uh, and. Um, uh, there are people interviewing each other and uh, and there are lots of very very good good stuff <laughs> there so um it was uh, eric von daniken uh, i'm i uh, i first heard him on um, on uh, on gaia he he has his own uh, ted series there and he he also uh, he also um because uh, I I love storytelling. Then this uh, story he he told me about uh, King Solomon and uh, the Queen of Saba. They had uh, they had um, intimate relationship and and they they uh, they got a son, and <clears throat> this son uh, he he was sent by his mother to to king solomon to ask uh, for this um, uh, this uh, powerful ark because she thought that if she had this ark she can conquer her enemies but um, the king solomon he 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 said to his son i cannot give you this ark then then people will kill me this ark must is the most holy thing in the temple, and no one can touch it. But um, the son of Solomon, he he was his father's son and very intelligent and creative. So he told silversmith and um, and uh, art people to to create a copy of the ark. Uh, and and during the night he 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 gave the he gave the guards um, uh, very strong wine so they they felt asleep and then he he changed the the copy and the real ark and so he flew away so they they describe a flewing machine so he he flew away with the ark back to his mother. But then his, but then his mother in Ethiopia, uh, she, she experienced how dangerous this ark was. That the, inside it, it was something that could kill people. So they they dig a deep hole. And put the ark down. So uh, and, on top of that, they 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 build um, uh, a church. So so. Uh, According to this tradition, the ark is buried in um, in Ethiopia. Ah, so, did you mean the Queen of Sheba? 
The Queen of Sheba, yes. But it's interesting, you said Saba. Yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's Which is uh, another theory, right? That it would be the Saudi Arabian kingdom. Yeah, the Sheba, uh, the the Saba is the Norwegian pronunciation. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. That's fine, I'll just... It's an interesting... Yeah. So so this uh, was the story about the, the spaceship of Ezekiel and... Yeah. Was it like this... There's this picture they show of these like wheels within wheels. Yes. Right? And to me, it looks like a Merkaba. Do you know what that is? A Merkaba. No, tell me. It's hard to explain. It's kind of like, well, in one sense, it's the Jewish star, but that's just the 2D version. Yes. But the the 3D version is like, if there's an upward three-sided pyramid, yeah. The downward three side of the pyramid. Yeah. Like overlapping. Yeah. That shape, that sort of star, 3D star shape, mm-hmm. is like the spiritual vehicle our soul uses to travel, like with astral projection or like any sort of spiritual travel, I, I guess. And that we could do almost like spiritual magic or something with it okay. or sort of meditation yeah stuff. yeah okay and maybe that, that it was that maybe aliens or advanced beings or even we can potentially use the spirit and use the mercury to like power a spaceship with spirit energy yeah yeah i see i see mm-hmm. yeah hmm I think there's um, I saw an advert for guy on Gaia for Gaia the the, the um, YouTube channel, I think or was it was an advert for Gaia. Yeah, Gaia ad a uh, guy for ad yeah an advert for the Gaia website for one of their programs it, and it mentioned that I think something like that. Mm-hmm. There's other also other other adverts as well that are quite interesting. TV, but one is about the Merca being used for travel or something. That that's just my theory, anyway. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. They have a series called uh, Cosmic Disclosure, and uh, and and that's uh, when one astronaut is interviewing another astronaut. 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 You know, astronaut. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And uh, of course, there has been a secret space program. So after the moon landing in 1968, we, we don't know what they've been up to. But of course, they have developed lots of stuff and also learned from aliens and, and cooperate with aliens. Oh, yes. Could you let me get a couple of books that are relevant to this? Yeah. Well, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So, um... yeah. 
Well, there is one guy who's well known for being involved in this. Mm-hmm. Is um, William Mills Tompkins. So he was apparently, according to, he revealed, he claimed this anyway, because he was working for the Navy at one point, that he was selected by Nordic extraterrestrials in 1942. So he was assigned to the Navy intelligence because of his memory skills. Then he was assigned to look into the UFOs, Hitler's UFO program, which honestly I haven't read about that yet because this book is for research and I haven't actually read it yet, but I've looked at some things. So, I mean, that's interesting. The fact that Hitler had a UFO program might yeah. be to do with um, there was some secret society called like the Thor Society or something like I'm not sure but it's just some society that involved with UFOs that were linked to the Nazis anyway um, so this guy met aliens, the Nordic aliens I think that's the Palladians but I'm not sure okay. and um, yeah he actually met them and there have been some other What's the word? You know, people revealing information about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. You know the 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 two astronauts that that landed on the moon in 1968. They were not allowed from the American government or or the NASA. They were not allowed to tell what they saw because they saw both many different um, space ships and they saw aliens of different sorts. So now there is this disclosure. So one old astronaut, he, he told uh, what he saw. And, and of course there, they were not alone on the moon. <laughs> there were camps there. So they were not welcome. Yeah, because I imagine if there's different aliens on the moon, that would be like a complicated political situation. Yes, yes. To appear into, right? Yes. That would be like if the Aztecs suddenly arrived in um in Europe, right? <laughs> or yeah. something. It'd just be out of place. Yeah, it's um, it's not even like that. It's more like if Stone Age people suddenly arrived in the modern world. Like, I don't know. It's well, it's really interesting. So, have you heard about the moon base that the Nazis set up and that the Americans took over that and that the moon landing? They, it was in nineteen. The moon, yeah. In 1942, the, the Nazis landed on the moon and they were, uh, they were far, <laughs> uh, they, they were, yes, they were there, the first 1942. And, and um, in 1945, the Americans and the Soviet, they, they took all the scientists, they they shared the 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 most clever brain from from.
from Germany. So. Operation Paperclip. Yeah. Paperclip, yes. So instead of be punished, many, many Germans that were high up in rank and should be punished, they, they got um, high uh, ranking jobs and, and good salaries in either America or, or the Soviet Union. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about that, but yeah. And that's how we ended up on the moon. I've heard, a, I've heard it claimed that when the moon landing was filmed, they were already on the moon before that. That was just when they showed the, the populace, right? Mm. That, that's why the footage is fake because they were already on the moon and they just did footage from Earth and pretended it was from the moon. Yes, I think they they were. Uh, they had to. <laughs> they were uh, uh, chased when they landed. They were not welcoming, and they were attacked. Wow, but they weren't killed. Just scared. No, no, no. not killed, but but chased and uh, asked to. To go away. <laughs> do you know which aliens? Do you know anything about like what kind of aliens were there? Uh, as uh, one of these uh, astronauts described, uh, some of them were like like a crocodile on two feet. Oh, reptilians. Reptilians, yes. And and they were very aggressive mm. Mm. but were some of them more friendly yes yeah, some sorts were friendly and and uh, this um astronauts working for for um the air force they um they Many of them have been up in the in the space for 10, 20 years, and they have uh, participated in in meetings with uh, with different uh, sort of uh, of living beings, but not human beings. Are participate right. in a in a council and. Um, we humans, we we have uh, we have dogs as pets. But this astro astronauts, he 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 visit uh, he visit some some um, society and so and a family where where they they were like dogs uh, with dogs face. Uh, they're walking on two feet, and their pets were a little like a humanoid or so wow. it's the, op they... the opposite of I... yeah and wow okay is it deliberately like that or is it just a cosmic is it just god having a sense of humor or something yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know if we'd be cute as pets, but they must have enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Well, so, yes, and from what I hear, there's these, not well, according to this book, so for research I've done, which the first interaction was during the Eisenhower administration. And um, this author, Michael Sally, he categorizes different types of aliens. I mentioned that in a previous episode. But essentially, you can categorize each of these different types into the ones that are outright trying to help us, the ones that are trying to manipulate or control us, and then there's the ones that are just sort of giving us wisdom yeah. in a more detached way. Then there's different ways in which he also categorizes different ways in which we gain information about this, right? And he categorizes how scientifically <clears throat> verifiable it is. He doesn't say if it's not true, just because it's not scientifically verifiable. But for example, one of the less verifiable approaches is channeling, but that's also one of the oldest. Yeah. But then one of the more recent methods is well, actual leaks by people who have actually met aliens, especially if it's something official. Uh, and then there's in between, there are these other levels. Um, right, okay, here's a chart here. It shows different levels and it shows evidentiary support, right? So there's there's the perspective, the source of conspiracy, ET moral orientation, primary sources, and evidentiary support. So there's intruder, there's intruder perspective. The sources of conspiracy would be like clandestine government organizations, ET moral orientation, neutral, primary sources, whistleblowers, abductions, witnesses, documents, and evidence strong. Right? So apparently he's saying there's strong evidence for that. Now, for the manipulator ones perspective, that would be the source of conspiracy would be remnant Anunnaki ETs. Um, I'm not sure if it's remnant Anunnaki's or just remnants and Anunnaki ETs. That's interesting. That suggests that some of the Anunnaki are still around. Yeah. But, uh, but they're malevolent. Now, it's interesting because in the history of the Sumerians, they're not necessarily portrayed as malevolent. Which means either the Sumerians, the Sumerian gods, the aliens that protect were the gods anyway, not really gods, were malevolent then, but just pretending not to be, or that they changed since then, the ones left. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that, but it's interesting. And they're more independent, remote viewers, independent archaeology channels, whistleblowers. That's moderate support evidence for that, apparently. There's helpers. Source of conspiracy would be clandestine government organizations. They're apparently benevolent. And there's also whistleblowers, witnesses, and remote viewers and documents relating to that. 
So that's sort of strong evidence. Then there's the observer types who are watcher ETs, more orientation zero neutral, um, channels independent archaeology, remote viewers, and there's weak evidence for that. Mm. So I, I, I hope that was interesting, but it's a chart that showed some interesting, it's an interesting perspective on it because it, no, obviously I, I'm, it depends how inclined you are to believe things without evidence, but obviously some people require a lot of evidence and that's fine. It's just that this guy's pretty rigorous about it, about but his method here. In, in uh, archaeology, archaeology, or how do you pronounce it, archaeology? Mm -hmm. There are lots of evidence, I think. For instance, in, in Nazca, in, in Peru, you have this, um, you know, mountains, they, they go up like this, mountains. Mm -hmm. And there is a mountain that is just cut off. And there is a, a big landing stripe there. And, uh, and from above, you can see this very strange pattern with one big landing stripe and, and this, this zigzag uh, pattern. Huh. And, and in this, uh, the, uh, they, measure, they measure both the electricity and the magnetism there. And it, it is huge. It is huge. Oh. So uh, in in the folk tradition, they the 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 people living there they have this tradition that the gods came from above and in the, in in ships they and they landed on top of the mountains and there was the gods and then the gods uh, took off and. Uh, and drove away. Right. I mean, there's even stories about like Mount Olympus in Greece. And uh, so the, in mythology, there are stories <clears throat> like that. So I suppose, I don't know why they would land on mountains. Maybe so they'd be betrayed as Maybe they just wanted us to believe that they were gods. Actually, I don't know. We don't know what their motivation is, but yeah, there's all sorts of interesting stories. And yes, and I think I'll definitely yeah. And uh, I think where where the the spaceship is landing, there there must be some uh, special sort of uh, of force or electricity or magnetism so that they can go up and forth up and down and right yeah. if they use yeah i guess if the planet itself has natural places yeah i think they have because the pyramids apparently are built on places where there's natural water sources below the, perhaps mother earth herself has like Almost like you know, we have like veins and like maybe the let there are ley lines and things like that, which follow certain patterns, right? Yeah. And maybe there's certain places that have strong energetic 
power yes I think and maybe so. the, the craft or facilities the aliens would have had it would have made more sense for them to have them there yeah i think so and the the astronauts they 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 told me they are using anti-gravity yeah so it might be linked to that maybe mm. So, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share about disclosure? There are um, many different uh, uh, living creature on the planet that we don't know about. And um, uh, since I'm a storyteller, I know the the Norwegian old um, fairy tales. And uh, I used to, to read them and tell them as, uh, as symbols and, uh, and uh, this, uh, this uh, the, the magic things in the fairy tales, there are often three magic things. Uh, one that, that can, uh, a hat or something that can make you invisible and and um, and some sword that can kill if you use it in one way and make alive if you use it in another way and and there are this uh, this uh, cloth or or towel when you when you roll it up then you can wish uh, the food and I told the, I I thought this was very old, um, maybe many thousand years old fairy tales. But when I listen to these astronauts, they are telling me that this fairy tales uh, maybe is uh, is uh, also literally. We can we can see it uh, literally. Uh, there are uh, there are ways to to make people and uh, and spaceship invisible, and and there are some weapons that can kill you or or wake you up, and there are uh, there are uh, sort of ways to to. Um, to make food from the earth or yeah you can so and um, that was one thing and and uh, one of the astronauts he he told he had this uh, special uh, um, task for the military government he had to go down uh, through a tunnel down 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 under under the earth and when he came to a very dark room he he senses there are living creature there and he he imagines suddenly in the dark that this these beings are very huge and he felt like he was a in, he was a, like a, a small insect um as a as a human 
a small insect according to a human and and then he he uh, used his uh, his thoughts and and telepathic uh, um, language and he said I had to to go further on and my mission is but he, he, he couldn't tell because it was the the military secret but can can you help me and and some of the beings uh, let him held his they had long hair that that reached to the ground and uh, they they had one eye in the in the middle and and then he he climbed to this uh, this fur or the hair and the the the, the giant 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 were <laughs> were um, carrying him through the tunnels and to his, uh, where he, he wanted his gold place. Ah, so. And, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's the troll. That's where, when I'm describing the troll, that's a giant, 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 and we are very small and they are, uh, they cannot see and they are living in the dark and they are smelling and uh, have long, long hair or, or fur. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, or it sounds like the Cyclops in Greek mythology as well. And I heard there used to be a lot more of these species around in the past. And then there was a sort of cataclysm. Yes, but- And but, a lot of, they either went underground or died off, a lot of them. Yeah, but maybe there are species down there uh, underneath living underneath the earth that we we don't know about it is claimed it is claimed in um you know spiritual awakening circles or ancient national theory circles like the idea that there, there was a theory that there's under there's remnants of the lemurians and the atlanteans underground there's also some kind of reptilians on the ground and other species um and that gravity, they've got technology to manipulate gravity, so it works differently. There's all these, there's various ideas about it, so. You know, in the fairy tales, there is, uh, there is uh, stories about, uh, you go down in, um, in, a, in a dwell or and you go down, 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 and then you you arrive in in another reality, and and there are green grass and beautiful trees and blue skies and so on. And and this astronaut, he he described just that too. He was he was going going down um, under the sea down under the sea and there was uh, there was another uh, atmosphere or it was like in a in a in a, in a bubble but but under okay. underneath the the sea water D deep deep down under the sea there was there was another uh, that makes sense yeah there's stories about it i mean even in even in Japanese animation, 
for example, there's, I mean, there's, honestly, I, I this is something I'm going to go into at some point, but I'm not sure if you know much about it, but there's, there's anime, right, in Japan and Japanese animations. And there's one called One Piece where there's actually quite a few interesting themes. For example, there is this, in that world, there's this, it's a world with a lot of water. There's this underwater kingdom that kind of exists in a bubble, literally. Mm. And, but it's, there's, there's a plot world building reason why they've got light and it's bright there but it's, it's interesting and there's also like these different it almost like ways in which the world are controlled by these different factions it reminds me like of conspiracy theories right but it's, it's kind of telling us indirectly about about things so yeah I mean there's and there was also lots of stories and mythologies and stuff about I mean there's the idea of I mean, even in comics, there's Atlantis in comics with Aquaman and stuff, right? Mm. And I'm sure there's stories for a long time about, you know, like these mythological underwater kingdoms or whatever, right? So it's not exactly... So I would say it's something old and new, right? Yeah. And and um, if you are thinking of the 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 Loch Ness uh, creature, and in Norway we have we have we have a similar um, the big creature, mystic creature in um, in uh, in a lake in Norway, and the, so maybe there are some tunnels deep, deep, deep down that are connected to creature that we, we thought didn't exist, but maybe they, there are many uh, different sorts of animals and creature that we- Like in Godzilla. We don't know about. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe there are these, they could be like actually smart, creatures that have abilities that we don't know of and that's why we don't find them when we look for them I mean, that's one possibility yeah because they can they can escape in in tunnels that we don't know well about well i mean yeah is that just a story or do you is that talked about in gaia tv or something no uh, um this was uh, something I have imagined because uh, I have a I have a friend. She's a teacher, and she is living a place in Norway, and she is she is very truth. <laughs> she's a person. She will never lie, or she don't have the, that much Im imagination either. So she told me she saw the the head of this um, this creature on the lake and the head was like um, a big, big, big um, horse head. And then the, the, the rest of the body was like, you saw 
like uh, this and and this and this and this yeah it's it was huge and they have uh, they have uh, tried to find this creature and and of course most people say it, it, it it's not it's not uh, reality it's it's only a myth myth and it's only crazy people but but my friend she's she's not crazy she's... it could be higher frequency it could be that you don't see it normally but maybe if it lowers its frequency it becomes visible momentarily maybe yeah i think this creature uh, is uh, intelligent and is there some time and then then it will uh, disappear and and escape in the tunnels what if it's the same creature what if loch ness monster and the one in norway is the same one yeah it it could be <laughs> could be teasing us yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's pretty interesting so something we touched on earlier in this interview is um is art and yeah. so would you say that art is important for the psyche and the soul Yes, I think we can look at art and um, experience something for the um, food for the soul. It's um, something beautiful to look at or something strange to look at or Maybe you like the colors, or maybe you 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 like the the rhythm with the with the with the strikes, or it it puts your your fantasy on fire, maybe, and and to me it's um it's a therapy to to make art, but I also love to. To look at art from from different times, early Middle Age art icons, early Christian art, and um, and modern art as well. How often do you do art yourself, and what counts as art? Um, I'm painting and. Uh, and um, drawing with with pencil and uh, and pen and and coal. So um, I should do it every every day, but this this times I'm um, I'm writing and uh, reading and uh, but I, I will have a, an exhibition next year. So. I had to I had to paint and 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 often my my themes are 
this, uh, this exhibition is about uh, the tree. And then I'm thinking of the, the tree in the Nordic mythology, it's Yggdrasil. And, um, and the, the tree of life from the Garden of Eden and the, the Jesse tree, the tree of uh, Jesus' uh, uh, forefathers and so on. And, and okay. I, I think we are like, every human is also like a tree. If you see our lungs, it's, uh, it's almost like a root. Then there's Jewish mysticism, or the Kabbalah, how it talks yes. about the tree of life, yes. and that's yes. something else. Like, a, is that like the the um, the spiritual template of humanity? Right? Yes, yes. And so I I want to go deep into that, the Kabbalah. Mm. I don't well, know it, but I I want to study it. Yeah, the same, same. Um, that's something I want to look into because um, it seems like a good source of insight. It's it's a bit like why I'm interested in at the Emerald Tablets, for example, on Hermeticism, because um, it's got over. I know it overlaps a lot with my beliefs for the law of one. That it talks about oneness and things like that, and this was back in. The, mid, the Renaissance period and earlier, right? But it was talked about in the Renaissance. Even Isaac Newton um, came across it. There's one of the these different translations of the Tablet of Hermes, for example, that was found. Hermes Trimiscestus um, was basically what well, the idea was originally it was. Thoth, the Atlantean, and he somehow reincarnated, and then he was in, in ancient in um when Alexander the Great's general Ptolemy, Ptolemy mm. around that sort of time that there was he was around then, and that there was a sort of fusion of there was an emerald tablet from then as well, which had some information about how reality works. And that they discovered that in the Renaissance when the Byzantine Empire fell, right? Hmm. And and the medieval people started working with that. And then even into... And over time, it was more of a secret thing that most people didn't know about because it was repressed. But some of this was known about even in the Enlightenment. So Newton knew about this. There's interpretation of it in... In, in a published book about the Emerald Tablets of Hermes, anyway, Trimiscestus, which is meant to be, guess, I guess, a fusion of the idea of Thoth and Hermes. Anyway, they knew about this. There are people who knew about this even fairly, you know, even fairly recently. It's just it hasn't really been taken seriously or been keeping hidden. I kind of forgot where I was going with this, to be honest. But, um, oh, in the in the, those texts, you can see that it was referring to everything being one and stuff like that. And even in Isaac Newton's 
interpretation of it, it was talking about that. And it was just him writing it in English. Because they each time they, they look at the source and they look at the interpretations previously and they they had their own ideas of what it was saying. So when we have these channeled works recently that talk about everything being one, it's it's actually it's not just new, it's not just a bunch of hippies coming up with stuff, right? Mm. And it's in Hinduism, Buddhism. And all sorts of things, right? It's even in what we've talked about. It was even in Christianity. It just got changed by the church, right? So it's almost like we kept being, we keep being having these various different sources of the truth brought to us, and then it keeps being corrupted and changed. Mm. So like some are trying to tell us the truth, others are trying to distort it and lying about it. And this is throughout history not just recently. So that brings me to another element where there's a spiritual, well, throughout human history, there's this spiritual battle, I suppose, but you could also apply that to aliens, maybe, and that some aliens are working for one spiritual side, so to speak, and some are working for another. Maybe others are neutral. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's fine i don't know is a very powerful spiritual statement hmm. i could maybe use it more myself <laughs> but i i'm fascinating by by this um that the the secret name of god of the 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 god from the old testament or the christian god elohim Yes, the secret name means means I am. Oh. Who I am. I am who I am. So this is uh, the conscious uh, existence. I am who I am. Is it? I am. Did I get it right? What is the Hebrew word? Um, Yahweh. Yahweh. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That means I am. And that's why there's this whole I am thing in, in spirituality in the moment. So what is, what does it mean? What, what is it, the secret meaning of I am? Isn't it? It's it's higher your um, conscious. It's um, it's sort of it's it's it wake you up beyond ego. Right? Is it a way to? Yeah. It's a way to trick your ego into not existing or something, or no, to trick your ego into. It helps you realize that you are observing yourself right yes um there's um yeah there are definitely people who talk about that i think it's related to uh, the youtuber aaron abke talks about it and others talk about it as well so course in miracles i think is something that refers to it yeah it's, it's a very interesting concept 
yeah the in the existentialism it's uh, it's important oh it's uh, Kierkegaard, the Danish philosophy. Did he talk about that? Yes. That's an interesting connection mm -hmm. to philosophy there. Yeah. Okay. So he was, was he aware of more than he let on then? He was, yeah, he was. Was he aware of hidden knowledge? <laughs> maybe, maybe. He... He, he was uh, a very, very gifted, very smart person, but he, he lived a, a tragic life. <laughs> ah, so. Yeah. So you told me that you're interested in um, channelings of, of uh, angels. Yes, uh, I haven't experienced itself, but but I've um, on Gaia. I have uh, I have um, uh, set people who are channeling an angels. Yeah. Have you talked to Jesus in your mind? Yes, sort of dialogue. Yes, inside. Yeah. Is that regular for Christians to talk to Jesus? I think so. If you, if you, does that mean, sorry, if, sorry. You, if you are a believer, I think so. Does that mean that a lot of Christians are channelers without realizing it? Maybe, if you put it that way, maybe. Try, try talking to mainstream Christians about that. <laughs> they might open up about channeling, if you put it that way. Yes, but it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's not normal to talk about channeling in, in, in our community, in the church. Yeah, definitely. People are very used to the way, the way they're taught. But... Uh, so, but of course, uh, some some in some communities they have this uh, connecting this uh, ho the Holy Spirit, and they are talking with uh, uh, the tongues of language that we don't understand. That that might that's interesting. So yeah, that that seems to that might connect to it. So from a Christian perspective, because mm. you're a Christian. How would what do you think might be a way to help to help Christians awaken spiritually at this time? I think uh, many people they are uh, seeing signs that this is uh, uh, the end of. Uh, the human uh, or the world or some there are many Christians that are reading the um, about the 
revelations? Yes, the last days of, and the judgment and what's going to what's going to to happen with this uh, the beast with the sign 666 and so on and you are not allowed to to um, to buy or to go anywhere without the sign of the beast and i think people are yeah uh, yeah and people talk about the um the vaccine as being related to that don't yes they? the the vaccine yeah yeah i mean that's you know at least they're looking for answers and who are we to tell them they're wrong necessarily i mean there's different perspectives on things interpretations yeah yeah so at least that's a sign that at least some people are waking up in their own way the QAnon thing is an example of they're very christian actually yeah the people but they, although even though they kind of worship trump which isn't really christian but <laughs> yeah they think he is uh, god sent do they actually believe that? Huh. Yeah, I, I don't believe that, but... No, some but... People, some, hmm. Yeah. So... It's just that one thing I'm aware of is that a lot of people in awakening circles are either used to be on the left or still are in some respect. Mm. And that's great, that's fine. But if, as a society, as a whole we are to awaken and come together in unity. It, I feel that more conservatively minded people, if they can find, if they can awaken and go to higher frequencies as well, rather than to be stuck in, rather than just remaining in the traditions that we've been taught by church and authority i don't have the answers but i'm very curious about how we can help them wake up because you know it's, it's really important and so is there anything do you think maybe art is the answer i think that that's one language art, uh, bo both uh, picture and word and music can um, wake up people. So what helped you wake up? Um, I think I I was brought up with uh, with both music and uh, and uh, songs, poems, words, and then and then um, I I went to this uh, this art museum every day after school. And, and looked at uh, old paintings and uh, and Edvard Munch 
he's a famous Norwegian painter. And um, they, uh, they did something to me. They opened up my mind and uh, spirit. And um, I think I think it's not one thing that wake me up, but but it's my it's my journey. Yeah, and everyone's on a journey. Yeah. And sometimes something just resonates, right? Mm -hmm. it speaks to us, and it's beauty that does it, right? Beauty yeah. in nature, beauty in art. And art can be many things. Art can even be cooking, right? As long as it's not following too much of a recipe and you're doing it creatively. <laughs> it's, it's anything where you're using the right brain of your mind or you're being, you're not following strict procedure. You're allowing yourself the flow. Yes, the flow is very important. Yeah. And I think that's the key, flow. Because in this world, we get, modern world, we get very... Adults often are very are taught how to or get used to, oh, we pay our taxes and we we do the accounting and what we You have you have this you have the nine to five, but we Yeah we, we abandon the childlike wonder. We are spinning and, the in the in the hamster wheel. Right. Yeah. And we become deadened to to life in a sense unless we have like a midlife crisis or something. Mm. Um, in fact, um, there's a YouTuber I quite like called Uber Boyo, who has been talking about this, where in the Terence McKenna, yeah, Terence McKenna was a, he was a man who, he took, he took a lot of drugs, like okay. DMT and um, LSD, Mm -hmm. And he recorded, like Carl Jung did psychology, but he recorded his own experiences on drugs. And basically what he came to the idea of is that when you put labels to things and words to things, mm -hmm. it reduces it from its pure essence in our minds to something where we... If a beautiful hummingbird comes into a room, right? This is this is the metaphor. This is the way you described it. Is a beautiful hummingbird comes into a room, and in the room it looks beautiful, right? To the a child, a very young child, and it's just it's just beautiful. Just it just in its own, without being judged one way or another. It just is what it is. Mm. And then we're taught, oh, as you get older, it's this is what it is it's a bird it's just kind of bird we categorize it we rationalize yeah, it yeah yeah everything systemized it's losing some of the magic yes because and the magic the magical side is important and if you can help people if we can help people reclaim the magic side of life lived life maybe that's the key to helping people awaken. Would yeah. you agree? Yes. Yes. And on that note, maybe we should leave it at this. So I hope, listener, that you've enjoyed this.
I certainly have. And um, farewell. <laughs>